Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to SFP Now. Welcome to another exciting episode of uh, SFP Now. Uh, today we have with us uh, Patrick Hayes, uh, the resident comic reviewer of uh, SciFiPulse.net, um, and he's going to be uh, talking to me about uh, some 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 upcoming comic books as well as comic books that he's been reading, um, and we'll be swapping notes about those. And we will be talking about Star Wars uh, Rebels, the, the Star Wars Rebels finale, a little bit later on. Um, as always, if you want to subscribe to this show, um, you can do so by going over to iTunes and typing in Sci-Fi Pulse Radio, all one word, into uh, into iTunes, and um, you just uh, our page comes up. We've got about 180 shows on there. You just hit subscribe. Um, but now on with the show, uh, Patrick, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing, Ian? I'm I'm not doing too bad. I'm sort of like uh, I've got about. As I was saying to you before when on air, I've got about um, forty comics to catch up on. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, if if we ever do, and and that's basically because I've been reading God or the free stuff I've been getting sent, and not reading the stuff that I've been been buying. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is a problem. I agree. Yeah. Um, so how you been? It's a while since you've been on here. I think the last time you was actually on uh, the podcast was uh, probably two thousand late two thousand fifteen or maybe early two thousand sixteen. I think. Yeah, it's it's been a while. Been been busy with my day job, mm-hmm. teaching high school students English, and then uh, writing reviews of comic books at night. They go together so well. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, you was writing your book for a while. I did. I wrote a, I wrote two drafts of the book, and I, I need to do another draft on it, and then I'm going to see if someone's going to be interested in it. Oh. So probably about another six months, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'll keep my fingers crossed for that. Yeah, yeah thanks. Um, so um, on with the show, we're, we're going to sort of like talk about comics first, and um, what, should we, what should we go with first? Should we go with comics that we've been reading that are already out there before we go into stuff that's coming up? Sure, that'd be great. Okay, well, uh, do you, do you want to kick things off? Because I know that you've been reading a lot of the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, Star Wars has been um, really incredible lately for Marvel. They've been really hitting some high points. Uh, one of the best books that's been coming out consistently has been uh, Darth Vader, which just finished up an incredible storyline fighting one of the most sea-level Jedis I could think of, which was Jocasta Nu, the librarian of the Jedi Academy. Oh, Wow. So, and um, yeah, just finished up, and I thought this is going to be uh, a deal breaker for the series. I mean, fighting a librarian, Darth Vader in his prime, fighting the librarian, and it turned out to be 
one of the best Darth Vader stories I've ever read. And I've been reading Star Wars comics since Marvel first got the license back mm -hmm. in the 70s. So that's saying a lot. It was really impressive. Yeah, so he was, he, he was fighting the librarian of the Jedi Temple, I guess, um, as you said. Um, so she she uh, threw the book at him. Oh, she threw several books at him. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she was really a lot power, a lot more powerful than you would have expected. And uh, making it interesting, they threw into it um, the Inquisitor from the first season of Star Wars Rebels cartoon. He was thrown into the mix as well. Oh wow! Whatever happened to him? Because he, you know, he kind of disappeared off the face of the earth on in Rebels. Yeah, he kind of fell into a fire pit, and uh, that was the end of him. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, but this was this was really good because you had uh, the Inquisitor was sneaking into the library to learn Jedi lore uh, without uh, Vader or the Emperor's permission, and then Darth Vader shows up just when you think those two are going to have a fight. Jocasta New shows up, and it's it's hell's bells. It was amazing. The artwork was absolutely gorgeous. I was so impressed with the artwork too. Yep. You know, the, the artwork, um, you know, from what I've seen of the Star Wars books that I've been getting, because I've just been getting the main title, Star Wars, although I kind of stopped reading at a point where it looked like it was crossing over with some Doctor After books, and I thought, you know, why, why are you doing this? I was enjoying the main, main line of Star Wars books. Why do you have to do a crossover to make me buy more comics? <laughs> that, that's it exactly, and it worked. It was only for a couple, it was only for, I believe, two issues. Mm -hmm. But um, they did it pretty smoothly, and now they're pretty separate again. That's cool. Um, well, that was that was a point when I when I stopped reading. That must have been sort of like probably uh, in May, maybe June of last year, I guess. Right. I, I can. I'll give you one reason why you want to pick up Doctor Afro right now. Uh. Um, uh, Doctor Afro uh, kidnapped a famous person and is now going to try and sell this person to Darth Vader and the Emperor, so that way they can get off her back. She can leave them alone. And that person is Donald Trump. Oh, oh, I don't think anybody would pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's Sindula Hera from Star Wars Rebels. No way. Yes, the last issue. I was stunned. She was leading. A, she's leading a group of rebels on a uh, star destroyer training training ship, and uh, Doctor Afra is there to kidnap her. And the issue, and the last issue, ended with her kidnapping her, contacting Vader, saying, "I'll make a trade if you leave me alone." Cool. Is, is this a new? Is is this a new story arc? Yeah, started with the last issue of uh, Doctor Afra. Okay, well, I'll, I'll have to give that a look. Um, once I've read through the 40 that I've already missed. Yeah, now, you, now you have 41. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, the Star, Star Wars stuff um, ha has been has been really, really cool. Um, I mean, the last the last art I remember actually reading was, uh, was the arc where they stole the Star Destroyer. Right. And um, that, that uh, elite group of stormtroopers I boarded the Star Destroyer, and um, they, they, um, you know, and Han and Leia were arguing over what tactics they should decide on, and Luke was trying to solve the problem, and he, you know, he had a, a little bit of a, a back and forth with a Sana Solo, sort of right. thing. And that's that's the last arc I remember reading, and I quite enjoyed that one because I enjoyed the fact that they were nicking a Star Destroyer. Yeah. They, they just finished up the arc after that, which had um, the characters go to the planet Jeddah, which was in Rogue One. Yep, I remember that. And uh, they just finished that up, and now they're starting up a new one again, and this fe uh, features going to the uh, planet of the Mon Calamari, Admiral Akbar's homeworld. Mm -hmm. 
So it's neat to see those characters. I really like just the look of those characters. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that one. Yeah. Um, so moving moving off of Star Wars now, um, I want to sort of give a, a big thumbs up for uh, Dave Avangoni and uh, oh, yeah. and uh, Betty Page. Yeah. You know, it's just been a it's been a brilliant. Uh, you know, so I, he, he just he just completed a nine issue run. Of a, of Betty Page and and she's she's a character that I never would have envisioned going into comics in in quite the way that he's done it because he's he's made a basically a secret agent working for right. the US government and uh, it works <laughs> you know it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like a cross between Wonder Woman and and, uh, and 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 the female James Bond if you if you if you will but you know she's so like um, she's sarcastic re- re- really witty and stuff like that. And the, the way he's written the characters as well, they kind of like have that very sort of like nineteen fifties uh, dialogue about them. And the, right. the artwork in that throughout has been gorgeous. Yeah, they they, they did a really good job on that series. When I spoke to him at uh, the San Diego Comic Con last year, he said he has plans if this series goes over well to continue it into another series. So maybe he'll move her up to the nineteen sixties. Well, he he did actually hint that he'll be back in the in the last issue. Um, it says, right. uh, this is only the end, but only the end for now. So I right. think. So I got a feeling we will be seeing her again. Uh, but Where so, would you like her to go in the 1960s? What kind of things would you like to see her do? I, I'd like to see her get a cameo in Planet of the Apes. <laughs> 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 or something like that. I mean, the, 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 the thing with the 1950s, she was taking on the space commies and... <laughs> Right, it was actually very realistic. You saw like nineteen fifties, saw like sci-fi and B movies and stuff like that. And she was a B movie actress. I mean, the the last three, the last three, four issues, she was in Cannes. Right. So she was on the French Riviera with her with her uh, with her sidekick, who's like a former black um, homicide uh, police officer. You know, who helped her on an alien mission sort of thing, and um, you know. And it was it was very sort of like a nineteen fifties sort of James Bond, but you know with the, with the characters reversed, you know. Right. Kind of, I'd say probably the 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 closest you got is a uh, Agent Carter, Marvel right. Angel Agent Carter, but you know without the formality, you know it's more 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 fast and loose. Right. As it were. Because Agent Carter was a bit sort of like uh, upper self. <laughs> yeah. You know, a bit too prim yeah. and proper sort of thing. But then again, that's mostly because she's uh, intended to be a British character. Right. You know, and um, all, all the British in the 1960s and 50s were up themselves. So. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know. I wasn't actually around back then. But, you know, that, that's that's how it, how it seems. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I, I really enjoyed uh, the, the Avangoni series. I thought it was really, really good. Um, and it's great that Dynamite's doing this sort of stuff. Right, it should be out in paperback pretty soon, the entire series. It, it is. Um, I think it's coming out in May. Um, and um, I I might get it. I don't know yet because uh, I've already bought them all on... Um, Right on, on Comicsology, so and that's the way I, I read most of my comics now because I just yeah, don't have it's, room. it's it's much easier to store them. That's for sure. It, it is. Um, there's just no room, and um, I ended up sagging all of my comics. I've not got very many sort of like actual comics left. I ended up sagging a lot when when I moved um, a couple of years back. Right. 
you know, because this, this is a new flat now that I'm in. You know, since since we last talked, I've actually moved to a new new neighbourhood. Oh yeah, Betty Page comes out in May. Um, I I give it a thumbs up. I recommend it. And um, also another one would be uh, Bill Wilmington's um, The Greatest Adventure. Oh, how is that? Very wordy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he, he, again, he just finished it. He went to about nine issues, I think. But he was sort of like uh, he was juggling about seventeen or eighteen different characters, and it got really confusing. <laughs> trying, yeah. trying to keep up with it all. Um, so I think I'd probably get that one on trade uh, for the simple fact that you know when when I'm when I'm reading for reviews, I tend to sort of like read through stuff really quick, so I don't always get the nuances, you know, the first time through sort of thing right. so um it's probably one that's worth revisiting but i'm probably going to give it about a year because it's sort of like um <laughs> uh, because as i said it was very wordy there's, there's a lot of exposition expositional stuff in especially in the first sort of like few, first few issues you know as, as you're establishing different characters but um it was that it was actually pretty cool and i enjoyed what 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 they were trying to do how was the artwork on it um a bit hit and miss Hit and miss. I liked it for I liked it for the most part, but there were sort of like bits where it seemed a little bit too dark and 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 and, and such, and um, and the the style was a little bit scratchy, you know, mm. wasn't wasn't because I think I think the way I think what they were trying to do is they were trying to do it in an art style that was reminiscent of a nineteen fifties sort of like pulp comic, but in color, right? And um, and I I quite liked it, but it wasn't. You know, it wasn't really sort of like uh, my what my preference would have been. So I, I kind of like the smooth, modern sort of like art style that, that we see a lot of. You know, yeah, um, the newer books have that kind of style. They do, and, it, and I don't know whether it's uh, because they're using a mixture of sort of like computers as well as um, as actual drawing lines and stuff like that. Or right, I'm probably... seeing a lot of books where they're putting photographs in for the backgrounds and. For the settings, and it's just not smooth enough yet. I'm having a big issue looking at comic books where the characters don't look like they belong. Yeah. I mean, an issue that I have sometimes is when the characters, you know, is if they're doing um, a book which is meant to be um, based off a TV franchise and the characters don't look like the characters from the TV franchise. Right. Exactly. That, that's an issue. You know, that's, you know they did that with librarians. Although the artwork was pretty good, the the, 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 uh, the likenesses of the characters was a little bit off. Right. You know, um, but not, that's not the only criteria that I try to mark the art on. I try to mark it on, you know, you know the colour, the... the um, you know what's in the background and what's going on, and you know, and and how it effectively tells the story. So I'm trying trying to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I know exactly what that's like. <laughs> Whereas if I if I actually hate if I hated the night the fact that I got the likenesses wrong and I just based based it entirely on that, uh, for a lot of them, a lot of them they'll be getting less than three points. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's tough reading a book where I go, this was a really good story, but the visuals just did not help it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of painful to review that book because I know if it had a different artist, it would probably sell a lot better. Yeah. Um, so moving on to another comic book, is there anything anything else you want to bring up? Yeah, uh, a comic book just started up, mixing two of my favorite genres. And it was, uh, yeah, um, there's a series that Aftershock puts out called Rough Riders. 
All right, I've seen you review. It's kind of like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, except with American characters. All right, awesome. And this is the third series now. It's been so well. This one's called Ride or Die, and they've introduced now into the cast H.P. Lovecraft. (laughs) No way. (laughs) So it's Teddy Roosevelt, uh, Harry Houdini, um, Annie Oakley, uh, Jack Chan- Jack Johnson and um, Thomas Edison teaming up with H.P. Lovecraft to stop a supernatural threat. Oh, well, that's uh, that that kind of a uh, ruse out them ever adding uh, Nick and Tesla. Yeah, um, because... yeah, and this it's 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 fantastic artwork. The story's great. The first issue just came out um, last week, but um, I recommend this series to anybody who just likes historical characters doing the outlandish. Oh, I I, I like that kind of thing. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, yeah, and this is this has got that feel, um, but it, it's with Americans. Matter of fact, the second series, they were fighting off um, uh, Queen Elizabeth I, who had revealed she wasn't dead and was trying to retake America. <laughs> um, I take it she didn't succeed. She did not succeed. It did not go well for the for Her Majesty in the last issue. Mm. Um, was she actually on the throne when 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 America got its independence, or was it? Sort of no, she faked. She faked her death, supposedly, um, when this comic book take, took place, which was the turn of the century, the early nineteen hundreds. Uh, so it was, you know, so basically, uh, it was before, you know, it was before before it was after America got its independence. Such comes. Yeah, after. Yeah, the the lead character is uh, Teddy Roosevelt, and right now he's become president, but he's leading this dual life leading this group of uh, people to save America secretly. Mm, I, I tell you, if you love that sort of thing, um, I'll tell you another good thing to uh, keep an eye out for. It's been out for a couple of years now, now on DVD and Blu-ray, and it's called uh, War of the Worlds um, Goliath. Goliath? Yeah, War of the Worlds Goliath, and it's basically a sequel to the War of the Worlds. It's set, about, uh, it's set, during, it's set in 1914. Oh. So it's set like... 15 years, I think, after the original War of the Worlds, because I think the original War of the Worlds was set in 1899 or something right. like that. And uh, basically, it's uh, it's basically in a world where um, the hu- the humans have actually adapted the Martian technology and um, oh. and and used it and and have customized it to their own use. So it's kind of oh, like I a, love that already. It's kind of like a steampunk thing. And uh, one of the main characters in it is actually Teddy Roosevelt, <laughs> oh. um, and he he plays one one of the uh, one of the generals, one of the leaders. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the voice actors involved in it are Jim Burns. Um, you know, basically most of your hanging under TV series cast, because it was right. actually it was actually produced by 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 the same people that you know did the hanging under anime uh, film oh, right. and and that, but. It's one that's worth taking in if you can get it. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. I I love that. I love that genre and I love that time period. Yeah, I mean, so like, um, I I enjoyed the time period when 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 they did it with the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Yeah, you know, which is a series they should bring back. <laughs> yeah, I I miss buying that on DVD. I need I need to track those down at some point. Yeah, I've got them all on DVD, uh, but they're all all kind of like moving them, so you don't have the uh, older indie narrating right. at the beginning and, and then and whatnot. Um but I've I've got them all on, on DVD. Um but moving on to um any other comics? Um another series is one that from my 
teenage years that I've gotten back into um, is Marvel's Avengers. Oh, wow. You really are going back in time. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading. I haven't read an Avengers comic since maybe the early 1990s. Wow. But I got drawn into this new series that they're running now in all the Avengers, and it's called Avengers No Surrender. And it's really fantastic. Um, there's two groups of supervillains who are involved with the Earth being transported to another universe, and these villains are competing to find these objects. And when you find these objects, bad things happen to you. <laughs> and um, they've introduced a character, a female character called Voyager, who it's revealed has been a part of Avengers history since the very beginning. But somehow all the characters have had their minds wiped. Mm. And it's it's fantastic. It's got all the characters in it, and the artwork is gorgeous. Are you sure they had their minds wiped? I mean, did she not like, get lost in the Delta Quadrant for a few years? And- yeah. <laughs> Well, her name is Voyager, but the, um, the latest issue came out and it just revealed a big, and I won't spoil it if somebody wants to go out and read it, but a big surprise about Voyager. And I was very happy. They've got three writers working on this series. And, and again, the visuals are just exemplary. I, I'm hoping um, that it ends well and I'll just, I'm going to rebuy it in hardcover when it comes out for cool. sure. I mean that that's something that I was quite shocked to see you reviewing when you when 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 you you know when you started your reviews this year was was the Avengers. I thought, wow, this is a Marvel thing. The only Marvel thing I've seen you do really is Star Wars books. Yeah, I've um I was when I was a teenager in high school, I was a complete Marvel zombie. That's all I read were Marvel comics, and I read everything. When I was working in a comic book store, I knew everything about Marvel, and then about the. About the time Gambit showed up in the X-Men, I went, I've had it with Marvel, I'm done and done, went cold turkey, and I'm trying to find more Marvel books to get into, and it's usually the art kind of discourages me, but I'm liking the art on Avengers, and on the uh, new Thing comic book, um, Marvel 2-in-1 got brought back. Yeah. Um, I've not seen, I've not, I've not actually tried those, but the Marvel ones I started getting into, um, and I'm about three issues behind on both of them. But I picked them up in conclusion with the TV series coming out was Luke Cage and the Defenders. Right. And uh, the Luke Cage one's been quite good. The artwork's been fairly, fairly decent. It's not, not been horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and both both those both those books have been okay, you know, quite quite enjoyed them, um, and it's been been sort of like uh, quite nice watching get to know them as comic book characters, um, in in that format versus a TV format, and uh, it's kind of like uh, they're they're trying to uh, make the characters look a little bit like they are on the TV, but not overly much like they are on the TV. Right, and they're still keeping their past history in the comic books. It's not just the TV versions. Uh, they are keeping past history in the comic books. In fact, the first uh, the first story arc on the Luke Cage one that I picked up, I picked up at issue one, but they've actually changed the numbering now to issue so many hundred and whatever sort right. of thing. So they changed the numbering back, but they they the, the first um, arc on the Luke Cage, which I read last year, was uh, basically. Luke Cage going over. I think he went over to New Orleans to um, to to sort of like um, investigate, um, you know, a series of attacks by other enhanced, you know, human beings. Oh, okay. Sort of thing, and he runs into the scientist that created him, that gave him his powers. Oh, wow! And um, basically, he goes back there to investigate the murder of the scientist that created his powers. 
sort of thing. But as it turns out, um, he he'd actually faked his death. Of and, course he did. You know, and it was kind of left open at the end of that, and then it went into a new arc. But that that was sort of like a, something like a five five issue arc, and it was really good. It was quite compelling. Oh, to read. It was I have like, to look for that. You know, and um, that that sort of like that was one that started um, at issue one, Moot Cage issue one, two thousand seventeen, and. And as I said, it went from doing that and went into the old numbering. Because I think, you know, right? And I just read they're going back to the brand new numbering again. They're starting over with ones and all that. God, <laughs> I know. I don't know what's going on with Marvel with those numbers. It's it's terrible. You know, so it's it's crazy because DC are doing DC have been doing the same. And... Right, but at least they're being a little more consistent <laughs> since mm-hmm. since they started this whole um, rebooted uh, DC a year ago. They haven't gone back. Marvel seems to go five months with the new numbers, and then they go back to the old. Now they're going to go back to the new again. Mm. I mean, when I when I was reading a few DC ones, I was reading stuff like um, um, Frankenstein Agents of um, God. Was oh it? yeah, that that run, and which I quite enjoyed and. Uh, and also the, uh, the the Paul Cornell one, which where it was sort of like it was kind of like um, oh, I forgot the name of the characters, um, but it was that sort of like um, not Race Al Ghul, um, the Demon Etrigan. Oh right. And 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 all of that, and um, and I think they had one of the other characters that was um, was recently repurposed Pharaoh on on it as well, sort of thing. Well, right, that was back during the uh, the new fifty two, right before they hit this new reboot. It it was indeed, yeah. Uh, but I quite enjoyed reading the uh, the lesser known, you know, characters, as in the lesser known characters to the mainstream, not necessarily the comic book readers, right? Sort of thing. And uh, I quite enjoyed Frankenstein agents of um, whatever it was. I think it was agents. I can't remember. What it was. Right, I can't remember either. But I, I I have those as well. You know, and and uh, I had every single issue of those, but unfortunately, those were sold with <laughs> <laughs> with the comics. You're, sold. you're better than the man, better man than me. I have a storage unit. I pay over a hundred bucks for on a, a month, and I have mm. to put the new comics in once a year and shuffle them all about. And... Yeah. Not on that kind of money, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm at, I'm at almost I'm almost back up to where I was twenty years ago. I'm a little over, I think, a little over seven thousand comics. Holy crap! Uh, yeah. Do, do you do you usually buy two issues of each or one issue? Just one. Uh, back in the eighties uh, and nineties, when I was working in a comic book store. And comics were much cheaper back then. Um, I was spending sometimes on a week fifty dollars for comics when they were only cover price maybe sixty to seventy five cents. Holy crap! So I was buying. Um, I was I was like most people thinking I was going to get rich and invest a lot of money in comics. Um, and I bought some good stuff that I kept on kept, but I sold most of it back in uh, two thousand and one. Mm. And Nightingale got stung by the fact that it's a buyer's market and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I still have some stuff that's worth some money. I'm to the point now, though, where I'm I'm really spending money on the hardcover omnibuses that the companies put out, Marvel or DC, and then I can sell the individual issues. It also saves me space. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, well, going going by, um, unless you've got any other titles you want to mention. Um, no, that's good. I'm good. Well, going going by stuff that's coming out, I noticed that um, Dynamite are actually going to be doing uh, a Tarzan and, and I, I believe a Red Sonya crossover. Yeah, 
um, which comes out in May. Yeah, and that's I'm all for that. I love both those characters. And it's written by Gail Simone. Yeah, so, so you know it's going to be good. <laughs> I don't. I've never actually read Gail Simone. So you know she is you're fantastic. You know, I've, uh, I've seen some of the tweets on Twitter and, um, you know, trying to say hello, <laughs> like, like the minions of other fans that she, she like, has. But um, I've never actually, to my knowledge, I've never actually read anything by her. You know, some... she's, she's done a lot. Um, you would probably like um, a good intro to Gail Simone would be her Red Sonia work from over a year ago. Cool. I mean, I've not... that's, that made Red Sonia really popular, her writing on that. She did an outstanding job. The, the only Red Sonja I read was that, like, introductory issue to the last story arc that they did. And I think it was, like, an issue zero, and I think I actually reviewed it on the website. And then you took it over. After oh, that. sorry. <laughs> no, no um, because I wasn't going to follow it through, because I figured that you'd do, take it over anyway, because you're, you're a big Red Sonja fan. Yeah, that's the, uh, the Amy Chu storyline with Red Sonja thrust into uh, modern-day New York. That's one, and, uh, you know... Funny enough, I've just started reading um, an Amy Chu one. Ooh, I reviewed it this week. Deja Thoris? No. No, another one. Another one. I can't remember what it is. Uh, what? Was it Kiss? She's doing Kiss comic books as well. No, I don't I, I don't read about uh, 80s hair bands. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's my ambition to time travel once I learn to play really good guitar and playing one. <laughs> um. Amy Chu, um, I'd have to pull the site up and don't really want to do that. But it's, it's something else she's done. She's a really good writer. I'll follow her where she goes. She's she makes she's doing a great job with established properties, stuff I haven't thought of or seen before. So it's it's always entertaining when she's writing a book. Yeah, it, it was an established property. I just can't remember can't remember what it was off the top of my head. <laughs> you know? But I did did actually compliment the writing. Yeah. Um, but that's that's one that's coming out. I quite fancy uh, reading is is Red Sonja and Tarzan crossover, you know, because I love Tarzan as a character. Oh yeah, and and Sheena. I mean, I was really I really enjoyed the Tarzan movie that I did a couple of years back. You know, with uh with the with that guy from uh True Blood. True Blood. I mean, I thought yeah. it was, I thought it was a fairly good movie, but I was I was kind of disappointed because. They've never really sort of like done Tarzan properly on film, right? They've never done it where he's gone to parallel versions of the of the same jungle and fought against dinosaurs like he did in the Edgar Rice Burroughs books, and, right? And I think in order to make a successful Tarzan movie in this day and age, they've got to do that. <laughs> yeah, I would think it would be good for a television series if somebody put in money for it. Do it on one of the cable or premium program channels. Yeah, you know, I'll just do it direct to Netflix. Yeah, I'm all for that too. Um, but that's the only thing coming out I that that's caught my eye on Dynamite website. I'm not sure if there's anything you care to mention that you've noticed. Um, nothing on Dynamite. I was uh, surprised by uh, Mike Mignola saying semi recently that he's going to come bring Hellboy back. Cool. After uh, killing off Hellboy, because I was impressed that uh, he sent Hellboy to hell and he stayed there. And um, he says he's going to do some new adventures with Hellboy, so I'm all for that. Yeah, and, um, you know, the, the question is, um, it's interesting story possi- possibility because, you know, how, how will his time in hell have changed him? Exactly. And the world, one of the interesting things about all the Mike Mignola books is that the world has been completely changed because of um, Hellboy's final battle. Matter of fact, England got, uh, it's off the map, it's gone. Is it? 
Yep, Hellboy. Uh, when Hellboy died, it took out all of England. <laughs> mm, okay, well, you know, so like, I'm not going to be reading that book then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a feeling he's gonna he's gonna get it back somehow. I have a feeling there's going to be magic involved. But there are monsters and demons still running around America, and the population has just been decimated. So, I'm hoping for help from overseas. <laughs> Yeah, they, they might they might so like uh, pass on bringing England back and just bring Ireland back, yeah. and, and, and maybe maybe a small part of Scotland. <laughs> oh, he loves English and Scottish uh, <laughs> myths and legends, so I know they've got to come back. Um, yeah, well, the thing is that that's that's quite a funny thing um, in in you know, in terms of your in terms of your comic books um, over over there. And, and and myths and legends, a lot of stuff that come out of America is sort of like science driven. Yeah. You know, which you know, whereas where Hellboy's kind of probably a departure from that where it's magic. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a nice combination. There's science, but magic usually wins. Well, you know, the, the the interesting thing is a lot of our myths and legends from the from from the UK, Scotland and Ireland, which is something that I think a lot of people in the in the US like about it, is that a lot of a lot of stuff from from our culture involves magic. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh and and uh weird spirituality and Celtic yeah. <laughs> and, and stuff like that. You know, the, the thing that's why Robin Ashur would played so well over in, in, in the US when it went over there on, on, on the PBS channels and stuff like that. And oh yeah. And when we do science we just break all the rules. I mean look at Dot Who <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that show hasn't been successful at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, so I'm moving on now to a to TV segment. Uh, do you is there any show that you want to talk about before we sort of like go on to Star Wars Rebels? What have I been watching? Oh, Supernatural! Wow, for a show that's been on for 13 years, it's still turning out great episodes. I'm not caught up. You know, I've got about. I've been. I've got Showbox on my phone, so the only way I can watch Supernatural at the moment is on my phone because it's not uh, out here. Um, but I, I did start trying to watch the new season, but I've just not had time amongst everything else. Yeah. But I it enjoyed. Just... I enjoyed last season and the introduction of Mister Ketch. And um, oh yeah, I got to interview Mister Ketch twice last year. I read that. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. So, um, but unfortunately, um, um, the only way I can probably interview him again is maybe if I just tweet a request his way and, and see if I can do it directly. Because um, the, the the way that I was settled last year, um, he, he's he, he's kind of moved on. Yeah, he was well. He was in an episode just recently, mm-hmm. and so that was that was impressive. But um, I'm looking forward to the spinoff from that series called Wayward Sisters. Yeah, I mean they they did the um, they did the episode, didn't they? A few months back, and, and it was fantastic. So I'm on pins and needles. I can't wait for that series to start mm-hmm. up. Yeah, I like I like Sheriff Jody. All the characters on that show are fantastic. They mm-hmm. can't get that on soon enough for me. Yeah, I, I actually interviewed one of the Wayward Sisters a few years back as well. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, the, um, the the blonde lady, I forget her name, it's like the, the, the other Sheriff Mills, because he had the jo- Jody Mills and the other Sheriff Mills, didn't they? Right, yeah. And um, I interviewed the blonde lady, the one that was... Oh, like, yeah. She starts off a little bit dippy. Yeah, and that's, that's one... I love her accent. I love her heart. 
And um, yeah, she's uh, she takes no shit anymore, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you actually helped me with the questions for that interview. I seem to recall as well, because I just kind yeah. of very, very, very quickly sort of thing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, supernatural um, for me. Um, after season five, it kind of took a dip in quality and didn't really pick back up again to season seven. It's um, it's it's been a it's been a long hard road, but um, it's. It's worth it. If, if, if anybody hasn't watched it, just jump in and watch two or three episodes and you'll be hooked. They're going to have a, a crossover episode with a Supernatural. will be animated with Scooby-Doo soon. <laughs> That's brilliant. And they've just started to show pictures of it online and clips. And, um, yeah, the, both the brothers get shot into a cartoon and they look at each other. I'm a cartoon. I'm a cartoon. <laughs> And of course, Dean instantly goes dibs on Daphne. She's mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, they they did something like that with the uh, classic horror characters as well, didn't they? Back in you know during the first during the original five series seasons, yeah, arc, yeah, where they 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 kind of like met Ben and the Goals is Dracula. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. It looks funny. Looks fun. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what about what about the DC shows? You've been watching any of those? Or? Um, DC shows. The only one I'm so behind. I was so in love with Flash, and I was just kind of getting bored with it so far. I've uh, I've got like the last six I think to play catch up on. I'm watching Supergirl pretty regularly, mm-hmm. um, and I'm watching that closely because it's got my favorite DC team on that. I'm a tremendous fan of the Legion of Superheroes. Ah. And so I've been watching that, and I've been. Started out kind of bumpy. The first episode, I wasn't thrilled with them, but they get every time they appear, it gets a little better. So yeah, the one the one thing that I've not been too keen on about Supergirl is Supergirl herself. She's been a bit too cocky, a bit too sure of herself. Why beat Superman? Well, she's, she's, she's I'm 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 okay with it simply because she's having a hard time since her ex boyfriend has just shown up married. Yeah, there is that. I mean, I was actually quite pleased to get, you know, to see you get the absolute snot beat out of her at the end of last year's run. Yeah, and, and, and she still hasn't, she still hasn't gone back to fight this villain Rain yet. She's not. And, she's, uh, I think she's come back a better version of Supergirl after that. Yeah, um, the, the the show looks great. The acting is fun. I love, um, I love the characters. I'm, I'm hoping the series ends well. I'm hoping there's another season after this one. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of like uh, ratings wise, it's kind of like a bit of a toss up between Supergirl and Legends, isn't it? At the moment, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, uh, Supergirl's on hiatus right now while Legends plays. Once Legends does its its run, then Supergirl comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, will you will you be picking up the reviews on that when it comes back? Yes, I will. Cool. Because um, Reese is doing Legends right now, I'm gonna have to skip Black Lightning this week because I'm working. <laughs> right. So, There's a lot of superhero shows out there. There, there are. There, there are. You know, it's all like. Um, I think you know. I think we're we're hitting saturation point now. Yeah, I think they're going to start to clear house on some of them. They have to. Yeah, I mean, Arrow's been going for seven years now, so that's kind of got to got to go by the wayside. I I, I think eventually, and um, this season of Arrow's kind of like. Um, I'm not keen on the villain. It's you know. Yeah. It's you know the Diaz is a very ordinary villain when compared to Rachel Gould and yeah and Damian Dark and and stuff like that yeah and having John Barryman around <laughs> and, and and yeah John Barryman yeah, killed him off so 
Yeah, which was a huge mistake. Yeah, I think so too. He, you know, he, he kind of like... Uh, he, in the end, he wasn't really that much of a thing and he was more of a nuisance. <laughs> yeah, which was disappointing. He was... I like, I like John Berryman playing evil. I've seen him play good for several years on Torchwood and Doctor Who. I like seeing evil John Berryman. That was a nice change. Yeah, actually, uh, if you look up... Um, on YouTube, Saturday morning television from 1990s, and you know, do Saturday morning television and John Barrowman or something on YouTube, you'll see a clip of him when he was very young. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think he was a host on Knife and Kicking. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so, that's going back to the 90s. Um, but yeah, so Star Wars Rebels. Oh your, yeah, your thoughts. I mean, I I personally loved the finale. Yeah, that was that was amazing, and it was a big surprise. I didn't think they would do what they did with Ezra at all, or with Thrawn. I, I didn't. I, I mean, I thought you know, logically, um, given that uh, the Empire was supposed to have wiped out all the Jedi, Kate by, by the time New Hope comes along, um, yeah, I thought they were going to kill Ezra off. Yeah, and they 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 didn't kill him off. More so, they just took him out of it. Mm-hmm. But that said, these you know they they killed the Jedi off. Um, what about these grey Jedi? They didn't kill any of those off, you know. So yeah, I have an issue with grey Jedi. I think that's just a fan. That's a fan theory. I can't buy it. Well, it's not really a fan theory if it's actually been written into the series, hasn't it? To be honest. Yeah, but I mean, it hasn't really gotten much play outside of that. I'm, I gotta let that go until I see it in a movie somewhere. It got a little bit of play in Rogue One, didn't it? With the, uh, with, with the two, with the two monks. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and you got the the Tom Baker character who played that monstrous entity on the planet. Yeah, the Bendu. <laughs> yeah. Kind of telling him this is what it is and what it isn't. So he was kind of grey to begin with as well. And you've also got Ahsoka who left the Jedi Order, but still has four right. powers. And I, I I admit fully screaming like crazy when she showed up in the ending there for like all of 30 seconds. I was like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, you know, I've got to admit, I kind of I kind of tuned out of Clone Wars around about Series 2, about halfway through Series 2. So I've never actually watched the entirety of Clone Wars, and I've been watching it since. I've been trying to catch up on it and, and get caught up. And I've got to admit, when Soko was first introduced, she was really irritating. She was. She was. She didn't know what the heck she was doing, and having Anakin leader wasn't exactly the greatest thing ever. But you can. It's been quite interesting watching that series through again and watching watching her grow. And then sort of like picking her up in Rebels in season two, Rebels, when she comes in and, and seeing, you know, how much she's grown since. Even though she's no longer actually a part of the Jedi Order, she's still got the skill set and, and everything. Right. And did you see the episode where she fights Darth Vader? Oh, of course I did. That was like the featuring M episode, wasn't it? I mean, oh, yeah. That's a, that's required viewing for any Star Wars fan. Yeah, I mean she, you know, when when and the the uh, the expression on her face when she when she know when she learns that it's Anakin. Oh yeah. As well, you know that was that uh, was fantastic. It it was, and and they also flashed back to it this season as well when 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 Ezra saved her from you no know, he pulled her out of there. Right, right. How do you feel about that? Some I know a lot of people online have really mixed opinions about it, saying now we've got time travel in Star Wars. Uh, I don't know. I mean, 
He was in a Jedi temple, and um, who say that time traveling possible? I mean, the Force—it's um, sort of like it's it's, it's free flowing, isn't it? So, yeah. And if something's free flowing, it's it's kind of like omnipresent. It can go in all different directions, or and, and what have you. So, you know, who who's to rule out time travel? Yeah, I, I I thought it played fine. They only did it for the one episode, and um, I think it works well with Jedi. I mean, I agree. The Force is supposed to be something that's everywhere at all time. Yoda used it to try and look into the future, mm-hmm. but who's to say you can't look back and influence that? So I thought that was I thought that was a really clever writing writing device to do that. I mean, you know the the part that I loved about the uh, farewells and um, you know the fight finale was the. Uh, was a whole sequence where the Emperor was tempting Ezra to go oh, back yeah. and live with his parents. And thought, you know, this this is Ezra coming full circle now. You know, this is, oh, this yeah. is Ezra becoming a man. Yeah. You know, you know, not 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 that he'd sort of like not become a man because he'd kind of become a man in the few episodes prior to that. As soon as Kanan died, he had to sort of like uh, find find himself, reinvent himself and re establish himself and 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 start thinking like a leader. Yeah, he had to, he definitely had to step up. I loved when uh, the emperor's uh, holographic image started to uh, tweak a little, and it would show what he really looked like in the present. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. I mean, you know, say, say what we want about the, uh, the 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 films, um, but I I think the animated series is where it's at. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear about the live action series coming out soon? I've I've heard bits and pieces of it. Um, I'm not sure what it's going to be. Um, I'm not either. But they announced who's going to be writing and uh, looks like maybe overseeing and possibly directing the pilot, John Favreau, oh, wow. who did uh, the first Iron Man movie. Well, that means it's probably going to be good then. Yeah, as soon as I heard that, I went okay. Tell me what channel it's on. I'll have to pay to watch those, I'm sure. Because John Favreau, um, whenever he does do something, is quite respectful of the um, of, of the properties that he does work on. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's a series set between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that as well, because, you know, I don't really find the... I don't really find the period between the end of Clone Wars and, and the New Hope that interesting. Although that said, Rebels kind of changed my mind on that. But that was because it was set so close to A New Hope. So right. We've was. just had so many comics and books set in that time period. I would rather they go forward rather than stick in the back. Mm-hmm. And even the newer comic books and stories that are set in the present, um, they're just not... I, I want to know what happened during that time period. It's time to fill in the gaps. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I want to know. I want to know. So, like, um, I want to see the liberation of Kashyyyk. Yeah. You know, I want to see that play out in in the film. Although I've actually not read the uh, the novel yet. Um, yeah, that's the no, second forget. aftermath book. Yeah, I've read the first aftermath book, which was kind of hard work. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of this. The second one is a huge step up. It's it's the best one of the trilogy, in my opinion. Yeah. So I'm I'm planning to read that. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, you know, I want to. I want to go back to the to some of the Ingia novels, and you know, get get a few of the Ingia legends novels on on Kindle, just so right. I can just so I can get a bit of a reference point to 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 uh, what exactly they've been using for the the new trilogy of films and and stuff like that. Yeah, they keep slipping stuff in. I mean, we're just going to see more and more of it um, until the, the new movie comes out in 2019. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if they do a live-action series as well as an animated series, and it's set between the end of Jedi and the and, uh, and it fills that 30-year gap, you know, um, I know a lot of people are going to want to see. They want, they're going to want to see the origins of Snoke. Yeah, there's going to have to, well, there's going to have to be a transition from the Empire to the First Order, which that would be an interesting TV series in itself. It, it would. It would indeed. You know, so like... Uh, because uh, let's face it, how much does the Republic have to mess up in order for the First Order to be able to sort of come in and take hold? Yeah, and they came in like gangbusters in that time period. So yeah, I'd like to see what happened. Mm. And uh, you know that the whole thing with Luke, there's been a theory. I've been watching a few videos online, a few of these Star Wars theories, and there was a theory that uh, somewhere along that point in time, um, Luke Skywalker actually met up with Snoke. I'd be down for that. Yeah, I I'd be down for that. And um, the, the, there's also a, another theory going around that Luke, that that the new animated series is going to have Luke meeting Ezra Bridger. Oh, that'd be great. It'd be interesting. I mean, sort of like um, you know, may, maybe Ezra Bridger comes back from wherever he's been. Um, you know, towards the end of Return of the Jedi. I mean, what would that be in years? That'd be like something like a, a, a twenty year period or something. Yeah. I I would love to have um, Ahsoka meet Luke. Yeah, that that'd be good. Yeah, since she would have some knowledge that could help him out, and maybe she helps him establish the uh, the uh, Jedi Academy there mm. that goes horribly wrong. Yeah, m- maybe she's the reason it goes horribly wrong. That could be. You know? That could be. She doesn't stick around to help, or she plants a seed of doubt in Luke's head. That would be interesting. That 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 would be that would be interesting. It'd probably be quite consistent with the character as well. Yeah. Because she would be highly tuned to evil, considering who her who her own master was. Mm-hmm. And it's not like uh, Luke hasn't had his battles with the dark side either. You know, in in Return Je- in Re- Return Jedi, um, um, at the beginning when 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 he sort of like comes up against those Gamororan guards in 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 the temple, he uses uh, he uses dark force powers on them to choke them. Yeah, you know, so that that's come from the dark side and. And also, uh, towards the end, uh, when he's when he's beating up Darth Vader, he has to pull himself right back. Yeah. Oh, he was all set to go. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's sort of like um, that. That's sort of like in the Skywalker line sort of thing, and um, it yeah. be 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 interesting. And 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 that's what bugs me about all these people, you know, kicking off about Luke Skywalker in the film. Is that you know he's he's such a hero in the novels and stuff like that and says well yeah but he's he's always had the potential to go dark I yeah. wasn't I wasn't surprised by that scene where where he tried to kill Kylo Ren and he pulled himself back from it I I wasn't offended by that at all because it's consistent with the character right you know it's it's consistent you know if you, if you've only got the films to go on which I have because I've not really read much Star Wars stuff um, I played most of the games sort of thing. <laughs> Um, you know, such as Rogue One and uh, Tie Fighter, and I've been playing Battlefront Two, which is a great story in of itself. Right. Um, the um, I I wasn't surprised by by Luke's actions in that film, and I wasn't surprised to find him, you know, being somewhat of an intergalactic hobo cut off from everything. Right. Yeah. Self imposed. It. It. Uh, yeah. The Luke storyline made sense to me. I was okay with that. I I'm still a little disappointed that I never got to see Luke in a killer lightsaber battle with anybody. 
like they like Obi Wan got in the prequels. I would have loved to have seen Luke in a lightsaber battle like that. Yeah, I think we will see that though if they if they do, if they do the series in in the way that we we'd like to see it done in the animated one, we probably get to see right. that. I'm also thinking we're not done with Luke Skywalker in the films because he told Kylo, "If you kill me, I'll I'll still I'll still be around to haunt you in a way." So it'd be nice to see that he's a Force ghost that's driving Kylo slowly insane. <laughs> I would love to see him like over his shoulder, Kylo. You shouldn't go away, go away. I don't want to talk to you, uh, Kylo. I'm never leaving you. <laughs> yeah, you know they could do it like a like a 1950s comedy sketch, couldn't they? Where you've got Luke Skywalker sitting on one shoulder, one side of his shoulder, yeah. as, a, as, as a good side of Kylo's conscience, and and right. Snoke on the other. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you shut up. No, you shut up. <laughs> and then, then, and then they Yoda shows up and drives him completely batty. And and then they saw that they're, they're doing across <laughs> Stop it, stop it, stop it. Get away. <laughs> yeah, but you know, that 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 just sort of like um that 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 wouldn't amuse all the more serious Star Wars fans. <laughs> yeah, that would that wouldn't play. <laughs> it wouldn't. <laughs> it's quite funny thought though. So Rebels ended on on a ring good note. We 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 end with Ahsoka and um, Sabine going off in search of Ezra. Make that the next cartoon series, yeah. Dave Filoni. Make well, the search a series. Make it part of the next cartoon series. Yeah, you know. Um, we we also learn that Hera fought in the um, in is we know that she fought in Rogue in the battle in Rogue One. Right, and Chopper was there too. Yeah. And yeah, we actually seen Chopper in a in a brief scene. Yeah, and um, we know that she went on to fight um, the Battle of Endor. Yeah, you know, so it's and and Rex was there. Rex is a uh, supposedly pretty much confirmed was one of those old men fighting there on Endor in the film in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, the guy with the beard. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that's actually really nice. <laughs> yeah. You know? The, and and Rex is like from Knoa, so it's a nice tie-over. Yeah, and he's he's that crusty old guy, and he could tell you. I want to just see an episode where he's just telling stories for an hour. Yeah, you know, so like um, kind of like um, Star Wars does amazing stories. Yeah, I'm in <laughs> with your Uncle Rex. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Rex. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and maybe he's got custody of Chopper. <laughs> Oh, gee. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Uh, my imagination is going crazy with Star Wars stuff now. Yeah. Mm. Out, out, of, uh, out of interest, uh, what did you make of Rogue One? Rogue One, um, I get why people like it. It's the only Star Wars movie I'll never buy. And that's saying something. I'm somebody who has both the Ewok Adventure movies and the Holiday Special on DVD. Um, I just... Halfway through the movie, and I didn't have any spoilers going in, I knew how it was going to end, and I just didn't care. I hate to say it. It's just, I understand why people like it, but it's just not a, it's not a movie I need to see again. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, it doesn't do as well on repeat viewings, I found. Because when I reviewed it, when it came out, I was sort of like singing its praises, but I've watched it a couple of times since, and it doesn't play as well. Yeah, I mean... It's, it, it had some nice nods to the other films. It looked good. But when all said and done, okay, it's another story, but it wasn't a necessary story. It doesn't really add anything to anything for me. Mm-hmm. So I, as a Star Wars fan, I, I mean, I paid to see it twice. I gave it another shot in the theater, and I'm like, 
yeah, I don't need to see this again. Yeah, I mean, I, I only seen it once. The only the only one out of the new films I've seen twice in the theatre is Force Awakens. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that was because I was kind of like excited with Star Wars coming back, and it seemed to be more in the spirit of the Star of the original Star Wars movies for me. Right. Um, the Last Jedi kind of got a little bit away from that. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm still not a. I'm not a hundred percent fan of that film, but I will buy that because there's enough in there for me to be interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing how they wrap it up. Um, I think yeah. it's obvious. How, it's obvious they're going to bring Luke back. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm. I'm. I'm happy J.J. Abrams is coming back to it. I'm also looking forward to Solo because Han Solo is my favorite character. Always has been. Right, I'm I'm a big Luke Skywalker fan, so Han Solo movie. I'm like, I'll go see it, and I'll. See, but boy, have I been really impressed with the trailer so far. It does so look awesome. I'm really looking forward to it now. And you know, the actor that got playing Han Solo looks like he's doing a pretty good job as well. Right, as well as uh, playing uh, Lando Calrissian, Mr. Glover, there looking pretty good. I think I think uh, Glover's going to steal the show. Yeah, well, it's Lando. He has to. <laughs> It's, um, I mean, the, the one thing I've been disappointed with in the pre in the sequel films is that we've not had Bingy D. Williams turn up as Nando. I mean, I'd I know, that. and I'm hoping, hoping he shows up for the next the next movie in 2019. They've got to bring him back now because you know Princess Leia's gone. You know, although she didn't die at the end of Last Jedi, she, you know, it's yeah. if, it's it'd be very contentious if they were to bring her back. Well, she's she is going to be in the next movie. They said they pulled footage aside to put her into the next film, but she's obviously going to have to die. But I'd love to see Lando show up just to comfort Chewie with uh, Han's death. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd, I'd love to see Lando come back in song like uh, and um, song like uh, put Paul Dameron in in his place. <laughs> yeah, which would be yeah, teach him a thing or two. That would be nice as well. You know, and he could he could maybe Chewbacca and him could sit down over some roasted pork and have a good conversation. <laughs> roasted pork. Yeah, can't believe people bought those things. <laughs> they weren't as bad as I thought they would be. I was okay with the porks; they didn't bug. Yeah, I mean they weren't as um, irritating as Ewoks. No, hey, but those Ewoks—they'll take down a, uh, a, a Scout Walker, so they're pretty bad. <laughs> they're yeah. pretty—they're pretty tough guys. They—they—they they, they did, and um, and obviously, uh, watching like yourself, I've got Caravan of Courage on DVD, and yep, DVD <laughs> it's movies. terrible, but I love it. It—it it is terrible. The only thing I've not got on DVD is the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah, I got a black market copy of that, and it's—it's it's fantastically terrible. Um, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. I tried watching it on YouTube. But <laughs> I just, I just good luck. Do it. You'll need a couple good drinks by your side to make it. <laughs> I, I think I need more than a couple of good drinks. I think I need some major, major borderline LSD and hallucinogenics. <laughs> I can get myself a. It just doesn't, you know. And, you know, as much as I love Carrie Fisher, having, having that moment where she's singing about. I know, it still that. floors me. <laughs> Dear me. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, whereas Carrie Fisher so like uh, trying to see off uh, Jake Blues with a with a with machine gun that plays much better. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched that recently. The Blues Brothers is my one of my favourite non sci fi movies. Oh yeah, that's a great movie. 
Yeah, it's not just a movie, it's just more of music. It's sort of like, oh, that, yeah. That's my kind of music. Soundtrack. Yeah. It's just my kind of music, you know, old blues and R&B stuff and, you know, and and when we go, when when we depart from that, I kind of go into country and rock and roll and hard rock and hair metal. <laughs> so, <laughs> hair metal. Yeah. You know. But that's that's my kind of music, and the a lot of the guitarists that you see playing in in those films that that's how good I aspire to be. That's the way to go. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be I don't want to be a standout guitarist like Slash. I'd rather be a reliable sideman. That's all right, and yeah. maybe it can can define my own individuality with the instrument sort of thing. But it's much better to to be a reliable sideman than it is to be sort of like superstar of guitar. Right. <laughs> It's just as long as you're making good music. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, anything else Star Wars related you want to sort of quickly plug? Nothing Nothing I can think of for Star Wars. I think we covered it all. I, I think we have, yeah. And uh, it'd be good to sort of like, uh, you know, try and do a special before the uh, Han Solo movie comes out. I don't know if you'd be game for that. Yeah. Matter of fact, um, we were talking before recording... I need to hunt down those uh, trilogy of Star Wars novels by Brian Daly, see if I can find those and read those before the movie comes out. That'd be cool. So that's that's an end of another episode of SFP Now. I'd like to thank Patrick for uh, joining us. Um, it's been great having you back on, Pat. Thanks. been nice to be back. Yeah. And before we, uh, before we leave you, I'd like to uh, remind you guys that you can actually subscribe to this channel on um, iTunes and um, you're just typing Sci-Fi Pulse Radio, all one word, and um, hit subscribe. Um, we're also on Stitcher, and um, we're also, um, it's not been confirmed yet, but we've actually um, applied to uh, have the podcast on Google Play as well, so we'll be on there soon as well. Well, that's all for this week, and we'll be back at you again soon. Bye for now.